What's going on? Welcome to the Not So Real Estate Real Estate Podcast. Yes. I'm Reese here with Blake. Yeah. Blake. And Lewis. Lewis. Nice. We're here for episode two. We made it to the second one. Yep. Yeah. Number one was fun. Um, We could call him Caba or Caballero if you guys haven't checked out last week's. Caballero post. True. Yeah. Check it out. Check yeah, it. That's fun stuff. Yeah. We got a lot going on in the past week. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. Um, Blake, you celebrated. Celebrating. Celebrating. Yes. Why stop the celebration? Tell us, what are you celebrating? Yeah. Celebrating five years. Yep. Today of marriage. Congratulations. Um, yep. Thank you. In Spanish, that is cinco for our bilingual <laughs> Tuners. Tuners, yep. Cinco. Yep. Went on a little trip. Yeah, just got back from Cayucas. Nice. Um, you know what I like to say? One of the uh, last sleepy beach towns left in California. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And Lewis and I have been busy this week, too. Lewis, what have we been up to? Yeah. What well, have you guys been doing? Been up to a lot. We went to Folsom. Yep. Six long hours. Prison. Almost seven. Almost seven hours. Right? Yeah, I think, almost seven. Yeah, three and a half hours. Uh, there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. Um, Caballero locked up in that Folsom prison. Oh. <laughs> uh, we actually went to go drop off a cashier's check. Yep. Oh. Yeah. What for? Uh, property in Paso. Okay. Um, off of Bowling. Yeah. Um, and then we so, just got back from Paso Robles yesterday. Yep. So. Yeah. Had an eventful couple days. Like uh, us in the South like to say... Putting in the Milos for the kilos. Oh. <laughs> 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 Caballero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. Caballero, what you got to say about that? Milos for the kilos. I like it. I like it. We've been putting in a lot of Milos. Yeah. So therefore, we have a lot sure. of kilos. Is Milos miles? Is that the original term? Well, for you know, it, that's what I was using it as, but. Um, what do you have to say about that, Caballero? Well, miles in Spanish is actually mias. Mias for the kias. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Ah. Uh huh. What's keys in Spanish? I don't know. Oves. Uh, llaves. That was close. Ooh. It was the wrong. Llaves. Yes. Yeah. Milas for. The love. 
doesn't rhyme at all in Spanish. No, that doesn't work. So we're back to Milos and Whiskey. Kilos. Yep. Milos, Milos and Kilos, Milos and here Kilos, with your yeah. hosts, Blake, Reese, and yeah, Caballero. That's, the new, that's yeah. the new name, Milos and Kilos. All right, so let's jump right in. Yep. Um, we're talking about what we wanted to talk about this week, and Blake, you had the idea, so why don't you share with us what is on your yeah. mind today? Um. Well, it is called the Not So Real Estate Real Estate Podcast, so I think it's important that we're always going to be having some sort of life topic, Yep. and then we show kind of how it correlates with With real estate, real estate, or entrepreneurship, or just life in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was uh, the topic of nice versus kind, Mm -hmm. and um, I think. the reason, the inspiration, the inspiration. Went <laughs> <laughs> southern on us a little bit there. The inspiration for it is, um, I'm discovering how similar words mm-hmm. I've taken to be the same thing, but in fact, they're not. They're very different. Yeah, and I think a lot of us sometimes, um. We interchange nice for kind Mm -hmm. when I don't think they're the same thing. Yeah. I know a lot of nice people that are not kind. And I know a lot of kind people that many might not consider very nice. Yeah. That's twisty. It is. It is. Yeah. The way I was kind of thinking about it when you first said it was like i feel like kind is like a state of being okay i like that like to me at least and maybe this isn't right but nice is like a way to describe someone's action like oh that was a nice thing of you to do Mm. but like kind is like who you are like you're a kind person rather than just doing a nice thing so can someone be nice and kind yeah i think so i do you think someone can be nice and not kind absolutely what were we <laughs> what did you say the other day you oh said, yeah, yeah we were on our drive to paso and uh i'd asked reese what are we going to talk about he had said nice versus kind so i said so um let's say you're not the best dressed today and i tell you hey you look good like you look good today that's yeah. being nice. But can is it kind for me to say, hey, man, you don't look good at all today? Yeah. yeah. Like, you need to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that would actually be the kind thing to yeah. do. You're yeah. Saying? Yeah. You're that's looking what, out I, for that's what I was asking. Yeah. Because it, it's probably because uh, I didn't match. Good. Probably because I didn't match and say, hey, Reese, you don't actually match today. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, just FY. I mean, you were dressed fine. But oh, thank you. I just wanted to say <laughs> as an example. Yeah. Is it kind of me to tell you you look? Okay, mm-hmm. good. When you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's kind at all. Yeah. That's like, uh, since we're on, you know, five year anniversary, I'll talk about random things. Like, if I'm talking to someone random and I got my wife next to me and I got a booger in my nose. Right. Like, kindness, honey. Like, for one, pick it if you got to. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're married. Permission. Yeah. Get up in there while I'm conversating. Right. If you need, if I need to. Right. At that point, it's just efficient and kind. Yeah. 
that's like kindness exponential. Yeah. Um, but if not, just be like, hey, like, you got a booger in your right stroll, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, always good to specify what stroll to. Yeah. 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 It's important. Yeah. Because then you go the other one is not there. It's confusing. So since we're, and now we'll pivot a little bit off of this. So that's what I would expect my wife to do. Honey, if you're tuning in, just know if I ever got a bug in the right stroll, hit it up. Handle it. Mm-hmm. Another example is with you guys. It was really bumming. We have to talk about this here. I'll bring it up. We were in Fresno meeting with an agent. Oh, man, I know where this is going. Yeah, at a Starbucks, hanging out, having a good time. It was our first time meeting this agent. It's a buddy that we joint venture with on some deals. His wife, Viola, just joined the team, wanted to have a meeting with us. So we all get together at Starbucks. We're hanging out. It's me, Caballero, Reese. Kalina. Kalina. Yeah. Yeah. So we had just got done eating Yard House, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And we go to Starbucks, meeting with this agent. I am all the way done talking. (laughs) I've been talking for a good 15 to 20 minutes. Steady. I go to the bathroom. I look in the mirror and I have something green on one of my front teeth. The big ones. I didn't even notice that. Lewis, did you notice that? No. So to be fair, I was, I, when you and Kalina and Reese and Viola were talking, I went to the restroom. I came out of the restroom and as Kalina was going in and the first thing Kalina told me was, Hey, Blake has something on his tooth. Let him know. Wow. (laughs) Here's, here's where I, here's where I panicked. You were having a great conversation with Viola. The last thing I wanted to do, I didn't know how was to let you know, Hey, you got something on your tooth. Hey, and I will say this when I get on a good stream of convo. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't blame you guys. It can get a little bit fiery. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't want to get in the way of that either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did feel okay, and maybe you guys can help me out here. And maybe we can ask Viola at some point just to get complete and utter clarity. Yeah. We're at a table like this. She was over there. I was on this side. Is there a chance that she didn't see the big strand of green that was in my teeth? Yes, because I didn't even know it was there. Okay. I think the conversation was so good that she didn't even even notice. Yeah. How did Kalina act about it? She obviously noticed it enough to tell you. Mm-hmm. Right. Why didn't she tell me? I think just because she didn't want to interrupt you. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things. Like, how do I... So, uh, while I was talking, you guys had this side convo about something in my tooth? It was a brief convo. Oh, yes. gosh. So, <laughs> I also think that with kindness... Viewers, real quick. Nice <laughs> versus kind. What was that? A, nice... B, kind. C, neither. Messed up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I will say that with those two comes boundaries too, right? Okay. I guess that's a whole other can of worms. Kind. Versus kind and boundaries. Yeah. Because like like you said with your wife, she has permission to pick your nose. If I'm talking next to you and I notice a booger, am I going to go pick your nose? I don't think so, and I think your fingers are a little bit too big. I have smaller, <laughs> I have smaller strolls. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so but I didn't want to necessarily want your fingers in my nose. No. So like, 
is a business com- I guess it's well, I mean we're pretty informal it's not like we're like oh this is business but like a conversation like that I don't know would you have preferred us to interrupt you and be like yo Blake in front of her you got something in your teeth bro I think as soon as I as soon as you let see my it, voice down a little bit or maybe ask a question just like just hey just like yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. signal it I got you, you. Know? Yeah. I think uh, what went wrong with me was I, I thought about it too much and I panicked yeah and I didn't know how Going back to nice and kind, I think it was nice not to interrupt you, but it probably wasn't kind yeah. not letting you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It's kind of like that. the difference. I also thought of a comparison to like nice versus kind of like joy versus happiness. I like that. That's kind of what I connected it to. And maybe we can have this conversation down the road, but just briefly, like joy is like a state of your heart mm. and happy is an emotion. So like that's kind of the way I thought about it. Of kind is like a state of being, and nice is not. It's not an emotion, but like the same similarity that joy oh, and yeah. happiness. I, I is. think that's fair. I thought that was. I don't know. That's good. So essentially, an act or a temporary thing versus yeah, a state of being or something more permanent. Yeah, like a, like like if someone who's robbing a bank is walking up to the bank. With a smile on. With a smile on and holds kind, the, and kind eyes. Kind eyes. But, but but he holds the door open for the lady walking behind him. Is he a nice was that a nice thing to do? Yeah. That was nice. Right. He might be a nice guy. Is he kind with the I don't know. I guess that's between them and God. Cause I guess there's a whole other conversation of desperation. Yeah. But just right <clears throat> off the surface, he's robbing a bank. Is he a kind guy? He has some manners. It's going to be probably no, but yeah, I think that's a great example. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't know. Like you can probably politely ask the person to give them all of their money. Hey, could you give me like say, but the the kind thing to do would be not to be stealing someone's stuff. Right. Just go sell houses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like that. No, that's good. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right then. So joy and happiness, nice Mm -hmm. and kind, similar. Um, like, tell me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Uh, give me an example to you, Lewis Kabaya. Kabaya. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back a, a little bit back to real estate. Yep. So going back to our projects and stuff. Um. I think it's. I think a lot of investors who do these projects and do these houses, they. I'm going to try to tie it in. So they try, yep. they, they fix up the house and a lot, and I don't speak for everyone, but and not everyone's like this. So they fix up the house as fast as they can, make it a little nice and they stick it back on the market. Uh, whereas how we do it here at the Sean team, we obviously want to make it nice. We want to bring a great product, but I think there's so much more of, uh, that we think about like staging, like, you know, how would, uh, if a family came in here, or if we came in here, we were going to live here. How would we want it to look? Um, we talked about actually it was earlier today how we're going to ha- have a sign on our projects and tell a little story about mm-hmm. you know w- when we picked it up, how did it look, and why we remodeled it that way. What was our vision? So, so I would say something like that. Telling the story, yeah, superseding a product, right? It's going the extra mile. I think yeah. being kind is going the extra mile. I like that. So I think people can fake being nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was literally going to say that. I see it all the time. Yeah. 
And I, I would be honest and even say that could have been me. Mm-hmm. I, I knew exactly what I needed to do, how I needed to look, what I needed to act like, when I needed to act like it in order to be perceived as nice. Um, so faking nice is for all you agents that are tuning in is when you get that phone call from the buyer's agent, you're representing the listing and you get that call from that agent that just chewed you out a few weeks ago about how irresponsible you are. But then now they have a client who wants to buy one of your properties. So they have to put on that really nice voice that raises an octave or two. And no Mickey Mouse during the podcast. And act like they care a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think in real estate, we see a lot of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it has a lot to do with integrity. Like yeah. how you treat someone when you're near them might be nice, but the way you treat them when you're not with them, you know? Yeah. Would be like kind. a kind person is going to be integrity and going to have integrity. Yep. And... They might still be a little fake when they're nice, not to make problems and issues that are. And not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, yeah, but I'm saying like just because someone's nice to you doesn't mean they're necessarily kind. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you think people can see nice versus kind? I think Depends so. On the maturity of the person. Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah, that's true. Have either of you? been nice and not kind for sure yeah oh yeah so yeah commonplace in the sense i think we can all realize that we've been there Mm -hmm. shoot we still even might be there depending on the day or the week right Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. um i had um well i've read and i've watched a few different things regarding uh what it would look like to be like a warrior or like a soldier because you know back in the day roman empire like wasn't like oh yeah i'm you know a teacher and and on the weekends i'm i'm out warrioring for the (laughs) for the kingdom of rome you know um like that was their job like Mm -hmm. kid you're raised you're it's who you are Mm -hmm. you're gonna go out and, and do it and I was listening to this guy talk and he said that could be true, but that warrior, if he goes home and has a family and all of that, a true warrior can go out and kill during the day and then go home and lay on the ground for his little kids to wrestle and run all over him. Mm. That's a kind man. Yeah. Even though this is this is an extreme example, but I, I want to put it there for people to challenge themselves. You could go out and kill each and every day at your job. We can go do what we do. We're in sales. We right. could go and be an absolute warrior for our clients, standing up for them for what's right mm-hmm. in general. But if we can't go home and be kind, not nice, and go home and be nice for about five minutes with our kids and our spouse if we really mm-hmm. wanted. But can you go home and be kind and treat that just the same with the same tenacity, mm-hmm. the same giddy up and go as you did fighting all day long Yeah, for something good? Are you willing to go home and do that? Because I know lots of nice guys that are not kind men. Yeah. 
And I think when I, when I heard that, it struck a chord with me. I mean, I am still trying to figure out this husband and dad thing a lot. And I mean, thankfully, I mean, my wife is, we're, we're polar opposites. Take just about any test that you want to give us personality wise or whatever. We're very different people. Um, super, super cool though, how God orchestrates and uses marriage to pull the best out mm -hmm. of each other through that, through those differences. But she challenged me. Um, and she was like, yeah, but how can you go out all the day and, you know, go and do this or be this, but then there's not enough of you left, you know, when you get home. And so I had to really take a look and be like, man, that's so true. How do I, cause yeah, I am tired at the end of the day. Yeah. And that would, you know, it makes sense. All of us are tired, but all it took for me a high achiever, someone that wants to do well. When I go home, it's not like, oh, I get to take a take a breather from the world. Yes, I do. But for at least a couple hours, I can't just switch to E. Like I ain't got nothing in the tank. Right. No, I just have to sh change my my mindset. Now I'm getting to go home and be a husband and a dad, and I want to do that at a super high level. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was a whole switch for me. Um, cause when you're nice, it's exhausting. You're having to play a part. It is. You're yeah. acting. And see it that way. So my prayer has been, Lord, help make me kind. Mm -hmm. I don't even need to be happy to be kind. I could be sad and be kind. I could feel good and be kind. I could feel bad and be kind. And so the reason I want to talk about this is the deeper I get in business, the, the longer that I'm married, the, the more that I get to adventure being the, the life of a dad, I don't want to be a nice guy. I want to be a kind man. And um, being kind involves a lot of very hard conversations with people. I am not confrontational by nature. So to me, avoiding conflict seems kind when really it's not. It was me trying to be nice and avoiding some hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And dude, it kind of gives me anxiety even talking about it right now. Mm -hmm. All of the hard things I had to go through and figuring out what nice versus kind means. Yeah. Or and even like in that example, be, when you were being nice, you weren't even necessarily being nice to them. Like so there's some points where you come to and you're being more nice because we're very similar in the fact that we, you know, yep. um, like you're being nice to yourself, like by yeah. avoiding, cause I don't like having hard conversations in any relationship. I have friendship, you know, totally. So like, I find that when I'm not avoiding, when I am avoiding the hard conversations, it's cause I'm avoiding, I'm being nice to myself mm. and I'm not being kind to them and I'm not being kind to myself. It's important to recognize, right? But it takes paradigm shifts of your actual consciousness. It's a heart change to understand yeah. that concept right there. Yeah. Subconsciously, you will always default to thinking nice is kind. Mm hmm. I appreciate you sharing that actually, because I feel like that's what I'm 
uh, growing in right now. Mm, um, so yeah, you're right. Sometimes being nice is just, it's just an act. It is. And, um, which I, is the most disingenuous thing you could ever do to yourself, by the way. Yeah. Skipping whatever you do to everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's first not kind to yourself. Well, I would argue right. that it's situational. Okay. Like we hear about that. And, and, and we got to go back to Lewis. Yeah. Sorry. No, let's finish it, so that. Finish that, yeah. okay. finish that thought first. You finish that thought. Yeah. No. So, um, j- just like you, like I recently, like I, I want to say like last month, maybe two months ago, um, I'd come home just exhausted Yeah. because we'd be out there fighting like warriors getting, you know, deals, making sure everything's running like it should be. Everything's dialed in. I mean, there's a hiccup. Like it, it, as they say, time is money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you get home and then I'm just like, oh man, I'm so tired. And mm-hmm. I, I tell myself, okay, I gotta, you know, be nice to, to my fiance, to my kids and stuff like that. And, but, and then it started to feel almost like a job mm. and I didn't like that. So, um, uh, just like, you know, your wife challenged you, uh, Vanessa did the same thing for me mm. and I can definitely say like, it's been a game changer. Yeah. I'm, I'm present, but I'm, I'm like present. I'm there. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think kindness you can attach so many words to kindness it's, it can be caring um mm. present like yeah i think kindness also has to deal with your beliefs your values mm. I, it's good. that's from from what from this conversation that's what i'm getting from mm-hmm. so, that's getting out so of true dude yeah. thank yeah. you for so, sharing that spot on mm-hmm. uh um well i would just like i feel like there's a time and a place for i don't want to say being fake nice but like in certain situations like oh, totally. it's certainly kinder to walk away than walk away or just fake nice and just like a, that, it, that goes to pick your battles. Absolutely. And well, I, I and think I'm, that, and that's so true, dude. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to knock that at all. Cause if we just went around being kind in the sense that we have to face all the hard things yeah. for one, ain't no one going to be having a good day no. at that point. No, you have to really, there's like a gut factor of trust mm-hmm. when it comes to timing of things. Well, it I depends think. on the person. Like if it's a person that you're like, well, they're not, I, I think it's your core people. Cause the in this, in this situations the, yeah. we're talking about, it's wives, family. Yeah. Like, yep. Those are the ones that you need to nurture and take care of those. But like not necessarily strangers, but people who aren't on your close, like I would include us. Like you guys are people that I'm going to, Right. Rather, you know, fix, we're going to have hard things. convos exactly. if we have to. Yeah. There are certain people that you don't have hard convos with and you're just fake nice. And that's kinder than. And I think maybe even instead of even call it fake nice, that might fall under um, a word that I really enjoy that we don't use a lot in our language is meekness. Yeah. That's meekness is the ability to be 100% right. Mm-hmm. Right. But perceived to be 100% wrong. And you don't have to waste your breath. Yeah. So yeah. Jesus was. It's actually, yeah. I think one of the highest values of maturity is your ability to be meek. Mm. And it actually says in the Bible, which I love, isn't it so weird that some of the words in the Bible, the key words of who we're supposed to be in regards to character and things are so either minimized, like they're not even used in our language or they've taken something good in a word and converted it or perverted it or watered it down Mm -hmm. to remove like the trueness Mm -hmm. of it. But meekness says that the meek will inherit the earth. So those who are willing to be misunderstood 
will absolutely inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. And it is taking me and is still taking me so long to understand that I don't have to be liked by everyone to do what I'm going to do. And I definitely don't have to be understood for sure. And the more energy I spend trying to convince somebody of a belief of mine or convince someone that this grand idea or vision that I have is grand, like is actually not needed and it takes away from the energy you have for your family yeah so and i'll I'll tie that into now real estate and teams and all this stuff um and also why this podcast is gonna be so good for people as we go deep on relationships we go deep on teams and teams um supersede any sort of industry there are teams of people accomplishing amazing things in every industry and every line of work um so, but the team element that can be some become so draining and the reason why nice versus kind is important is if me being a nice guy to everyone on my team, if that's what it takes for me to be well-liked and grow my business, whatever, I had to start asking myself at what cost does that come at for me, for my family? but then also for the people that are here with me. Yeah. If I'm exhausted and drained at the end of the day because I'm having to fake nice all the time and I can't be straight up a little bit like with my own crew, like it's just a matter of time before I burn out. And so I was always so confused in real estate because I've been in it 10 years. Man, why is it every year? Why is it every other year that I feel this burnout occurring? And I recognized it's because I was faking nice and I was really convinced that in order to be in real estate or in order to be successful in business or whatever, whatever line you want to put there, um, I thought I had to be something other than my true self. And I think I was so lost when I first got into real estate, I didn't even know who that true self was. So I had to be gracious. Yeah. with myself and I'm still learning grace with myself. Um, but dude, the reason you're getting so burnt out is because you're being who you think you need to be for everyone at the expense of who you really are. And my lens on leadership, my lens on success, my lens on being a husband, a dad, um, whatever you want absolutely changed. So, For those people that are building teams, whether it's two of you or 70 some odd of you, I would just say the earlier on you can figure out who you are, asking yourself the hard questions and even leaving a conversation being like, was I kind or or was I nice? And if you can make the, the, the summary that, you know, I was kind of faking nice, but it was for a kinder thing because there's no point in that relationship going there whatever so be it but when it comes to this team you guys know there was a big change in me probably in the last year year and a half where it's just like guys i'm just at the end of myself i have nothing else that i can give you and so i'm just going to give you me yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that's when this whole thing really started to blow up in the best way Mm mm-hmm 
I, it's funny in the worst way and the best way financially <laughs> worst way because yeah. i'd let down my guard and just be like you know what like i, I can't do i can't solve everyone's problem right. i can't even solve mine how can i solve everyone else's but if i could be just straight up with what i'm going through and how hard it is maybe i'll set some people free yeah and give them permission and freedom to struggle with me i don't need to put on a face like we do in real estate like oh yeah i got yeah. i got 27 sales this month life's freaking good <laughs> just bought a you know whatever like no nah, it's it's hard like i sold yeah. half the properties i did last year yeah. with expenses that were seven times more than i've ever had and um like i'm sorry i feel like i kind of let you guys down that's like that's what those are the convos i felt like is yeah. what i had to have a lot of last year but i don't know you guys tell me it's easier for to get feedback even from you guys have you guys seen a shift in me in me in the last year year and a half if so what has it been yeah i think um i have definitely seen the shift um and i think it's been for the better and i think that you being kind and i now when i when i hear kind now it's just being truthful even though sometimes people don't want to hear it yeah i think it's really helped this team mm-hmm. um not only we get to learn from you but i do believe that we just we've gotten closer yeah. um as a family team whatever you want to call it but i think the cool thing blake is because of your honesty your truthfulness like i said even though sometimes we just don't want to hear it and we have to hear it yeah. it's it's come to the point where we're super appreciative of all that mm-hmm. and we all have each other's backs because mm-hmm. we know that hey if i'm messing up here you telling me or telling reese whoever it is that hey you need to work on this yeah. it's not that you're being mean it's that you're being kind and you're actually looking after us you know what i mean yeah. um one thing i want to bring up as uh, reese yesterday this is a good example i think of nice and kind yeah we were coming back from paso robles and uh the property we just closed on yesterday it's going to need some landscaping <clears throat> and we were charged i want to say it was a little bit over 10 grand and our budget only allows us to uh, only allows us a ten thousand dollar budget for yeah. the landscape i think it was really cool to see reese uh, do your thing and it's cool because he because you had said you know sometimes we got to ask ourselves are we being kind or are we being nice and i always see that and you always ask you know sometimes you ask me hey how did that sound hey was i kind or whatnot and it was cool that you were you were kind but you also let him know like you also let the landscaper know hey this is what it has to be so can we work together to figure it out versus just trying to be nice to get on his good side to then hopefully get yeah. I think it was, dude, I think it's phenomenal the way you set that up, the way you were assertive, but kind at the same time. And I think it prevented some, some talk, some like talks that you didn't even have to have just by being kind and truthful. Oh, that's good, so, dude. Anyways. Yeah. And actually I can picture it. Um, Reese, you, you've wasted a lot of, a lot of air in your life. A lot of breath. Yeah. Yeah. I have too, dude. So you're not alone in that. But do you think your conversation yesterday <clears throat> You probably would have got the same result, but it would have been a lot more long-winded, huh? We've had, well, it would have been three conversations later that we figured this out. Got it. Like, Tell me about that. Okay, so I find it like I'm, I'm 
I'm ex- interested to see, and I've learned a lot on this specific deal, dealing with the people we bought it from, um, of things that I could have avoided, that we could have avoided had I been a little bit firmer up front. Mm. Because I find that when I'm in my in transactions for clients, I will say yes or like agree with them or do whatever it is get mm-hmm. off the phone and then go talk to the client just or or whoever like and then i wasted a conversation because i wasn't firm on on who i needed to stand up for and in that original conversation you knew more or less what you could do but exactly. it was just pressurized but I wanted right to people so please yeah. and be mm-hmm. nice rather than like not wasting anyone's time or no, I was wasting people's time, but I didn't like, I was trying you were to be nice doing it. Exactly. But wasting their time and your time wasn't necessarily kind. Yes. Yes. And so like, hmm. um, realizing like, okay, I just need to be to just like straight up with people now. Yeah. Like, especially in, because we have timelines and things we need to get done. Yeah. And if we don't hit those timelines, it costs a lot of money. And yeah. especially like. I don't know. It's just like I, I'm, and I'm kind of tired of saying yes to people. Yeah, like it's pretty exhausting. Yeah, man. Like I could have easily said, "Oh, thirteen grand, that's great." Yeah, that's fine. We'll just figure it out. Yeah, no, to him, and then come to you guys, and then Blake's like, "No, we can't do over thirty, over ten grand. We yeah. can't do thirteen grand." And then I go back to him. He's like, "Oh, we got to do this. We got to do this and this." And then, but I told him, I was like, "We can't do that. Like, yeah. let's do this instead." Yeah. And then make it work. He said, oh, okay, that's fine. And then the conversation was done and there's no problem. So there's a big one. I don't know if we want to touch on this or not. Do it. Timeline wise. And maybe we can just do a little brief bit and we'll bring this up later. Um, but it's in the same vein as nice versus kind. Is people pleasing mm-hmm. versus boundaries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they're so closely connected people don't understand it um sometimes and so maybe we'll go over that on a future one but i like the the word that you said people pleasing and a game changer for me is every time i say yes to someone i am saying no to someone else Mm -hmm. and i have to start understanding when i say yes to this who am i saying no to or if i'm saying no to this who do i get to say yes to now Mm mm-hmm so, um, we will talk about that at some other point, the, the two together, but let's just talk about people pleasing for a sec. Okay. We are in a people business and we are in a people pleasing business mm-hmm. in the sense that we are front facing to a consumer that is saturated with options. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's on the investor side mm-hmm. and on the retail real estate side. Yep. If a person decides today who just graduated from college or shoot, just graduated from high school and is now on the labor force or whatever, that person decides, Hey, I want to go buy a house. Like I, I mean, don't you guys think that person has an option of probably at least three people that might even come to their head when they just think about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of them's a family member, two of them, the family member. Even another one or two they went to school with and another one or two they might see online or whatever. Um, in the investor arena, 
in distressed properties are you guys seeing that that is also a thing or not so much um i've well i don't know good yeah uh i yes they do have options however what at least i'm seeing and maybe this is just the people we're specifically dealing with mm-hmm. investors are pretty loyal i think and maybe i th- it might it it really might just be the people we're working with that mm-hmm. will call us first and they won't go to other people maybe yeah. that's just my experience and are, are we talking people. about and i think it's important to clarify this are we talking about investors in the sense that they want to go buy a multifamily property oh, yeah. or are I we talking about like the client who has who owns a distressed property and is out looking for their options. I think it's important to clarify. Sorry, the audience I guess here. I misunderstood your question. No, it's, yeah. it's all good. You understood it. You're just talking. We're just talking about like real okay. estate clients, right? Yeah. Investors. I was thinking, yeah. So yeah, in general, our investors are going to be loyal to us as long I as we're so. providing value. Yeah. But in general, investors are probably the most least loyal when it comes to I would, uh, retail. I, just, I, would I, so. I would say so. I would definitely say so. Reese said he's just naive. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, definitely you, you just on the right team. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that yes, investors are honestly probably the most disloyal. Um actually I've experienced this recently. Mm. Uh a lot of investors, like you could be a buyer's agent for an investor, but a lot of them are gonna call the seller's agent. Mm. Hey, why why uh why accept a, a another buyer's offer when they're represented with a buyer's agent? I don't I'm an investor, I don't have an agent. Why don't you be my agent? Mm. So they feel yeah. like they get an upper hand. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the times it works. Mm-hmm. And then as a buyer's agent for an investor, you sometimes get cut out. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's not a good feeling. No, it's not a good feeling. I think we've been on, I know I've been on both sides of the coin for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to say. What do you say to an investor at that point? If which, they say, hey, like, Blake, love you, dude, but... I'm gonna go over here and, and call this sign. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, if you want to like, what my go-to was at that time that I experienced, I let them know, hey, listen, you're gonna be represented by an agent who's representing both the seller and you. Yep. So whose best interest does he have in mind? Because you came in second, mm. right? Um, my go-to would be like, you need a buyer's agent. You need someone who's gonna solely represent you and not not have uh the same listing agent representing because mm-hmm. he used to say yeah, that he doesn't or that he or she doesn't have the the buyer's interest in mind investors interest in mind yeah i'm not sure that's true all right yeah we're back nice <laughs> versus kind i think we touched on a little bit before we had left uh even the people pleasing and i want to go a little deeper on that i think we just kind of barely touched people pleasing mm-hmm. and boundaries what have you learned about that boys um it's a tough one race yeah tell me about your struggles with it why is it so hard um it's uh trying to think of a good situation but in real estate um learning a lot about it because when you are a realtor your job is to let's just say for example you're the buyer's agent your job is to be representative of their interests, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Or in selling, right? But for my example, I use the buyer's interest. My yep. struggle has been in the past when a seller's a listing agent 
will call me and tell me something, whatever it is, I'll just nod and say, okay, Mm. for the sake of people pleasing that listing agent, even if it might go against what my client needs. Got it. Because of my need to people please. Yeah. Same thing has happened with, um, real estate company that we're buying Bolin from. Mm -hmm. Like in a way I was communicating with them. So we'll just say for the example purposes, I was representing our team in the purchase of this. Right. Mm -hmm. And it got a little difficult for me because I felt, I felt like me just nodding and saying, okay, to her was impacting our timeline. Got it. And at that point, that was when I handed her off to you, Blake, was because I Make like me the bad guy. Ex- <laughs> when you say it that way, yeah. But no, what the reason I did that was because I'm so kind I can be bad if I have to be, you know. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to say. But <laughs> but um does that make sense? No, it does. And so I think you hit it on the head. We yeah. want to freaking people please other agents yeah at the expense or detriment to our clients yes and so figuring that out has been fun and i've learned a lot about it in the past just this year really um being able to know like and i think that goes back to the the boundaries as well right and understanding when we say yes to somebody we're saying no to somebody else yeah whatever yeah and you and you have to know and i think the same goes for, I don't know, I'm not married yet, but I think the same goes for when you're married, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys are one. So you're always be, you're always your wife's agent, right? Yeah. You always are looking out for her best interests and yep. making sure that she's taken care of. Yeah. So, yeah. I just made that connection. Boom. I like Mind that blown. Just Our wife's kidding. agent. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some agency there when it comes to being There's a fiduciary a there's a fiduciary duty. <laughs> fiduciary duty for fiduciary sure. Fiduciary duty. Yeah. Um Um and I think Reese, you touched on something that's so important and I think so many of you younger agents, um not even younger agents, just new agents to the game. I don't care how old you are, um, but it definitely does affect I think younger agents more with that people pleasing. I can speak for Mm -hmm. myself when I got in the game and I was 22 years old and you've even seen some of these real estate agents be considered top or popular, the big dogs or the OGs, whatever words you want to use as a kid, right? We're kids and we know some of these people. Yeah. You hear their name. Yeah. yeah. And then you get in the actual game. These people are crazy these people are jerks they yeah that's that's the word i would use dude well and the funny thing and the hard part too is for me being young yeah um like i've dealt with agents that me knowing i'm young like they'll try to push push me over and i kind of let them Mm. for the sake of like like there's part of me that's like i don't know what i'm doing like, okay, yeah. you might, you probably know best Yeah, that like, there's that part. And then there's also like, oh, they're an other agent. I need to create this great, like, no, I don't. And I'm yeah. coming to the point where I don't necessarily need to be best friends with any of these people. Yeah. I think that's important. 
and it's still like we can still be kind absolutely and i'll still be friendly with them and uh and i can have a good relationship with them without being best friends with them right and yeah. i think that's i think that's the big thing yeah i had to figure out too it's like man i get along with a lot of agents and i would say i'm even friends mm -hmm. with a few of them but yeah i i don't need to be friends with every single agent there is yeah mm -hmm. i don't um still going to be professional and all this other stuff but like yeah at the end of the day i've had to separate my agency with my client over my agency in relationship to other people within my industry mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's that's tough because it becomes a melting pot that we think well we have to make our clients happy we have to make the agent happy we have to make um no and we don't mm -hmm. tying it in with your spouse i had to go through the learning stage of people pleasing um at the detriment to my me and my wife's time mm -hmm. or my family time or whatever it is um isn't kind and i'm gonna say yes to my wife before i'm gonna say yes to you mm -hmm. any other day so um you can be offended by it yeah um it doesn't matter i your seats in your seat's back there. It's not up here right now. Yeah. No. So, and I think that's the the thing with the real estate agents amongst themselves is, and then you don't have to also be on the other side. You don't have to be a dick. Yeah. You don't have to be an asshole. You can just be straight up like, hey, I hear you. Totally get it. And if I were in your shoes representing your clients, I'd probably be doing the same thing. But here's the deal. We have 30 days to get this deal closed. And I know you're feeling a lot of pressure from your client right now or from your lender or from whatever, but I'm just here to say like non-transferable. Your emergency is not my emergency. Your panic is not my panic. So I can sit here and I can listen to you, but no, you're going to respect me. You're not going to talk down to me mm -hmm. and you're not going to treat me like a fool. Yeah. Well, and you also can't, because, um, and Lewis teases me about this, about getting emotional. <laughs> like, mm. so like, uh, like you can't get emotional when another, cause I've done this before is when another agent calls me in a rush and they're like, what's is going on? And then I get emotional and then transfer that onto my client and then adds another layer of stress to them. We went over this quite a bit. Yeah, we yeah. have, we've, I, f I think I've done a lot better, but I still have a lot People of people that care deeply. Yeah. Um, carry a lot of weight that we don't necessarily have to. Yeah. Right? And we should never, ever discount that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good to feel what people are feeling. Yeah. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's a kind thing to do. Mm -hmm. That's a good heart. I never, ever want to lose that edge of me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though it's heavy. Yeah. Sometimes. I, uh, so it's fine. I, I tease him a playfully. So I, I've gone through what you've gone through. Where as a new agent, and I know you're not newer, but like when I first started off, all I wanted to do was people please because mm -hmm. I felt like that's how I was going to get paid, right? Yep. It wasn't, I started to realize that it was a lack of confidence mm. and not being knowledgeable on the things that I needed to know at that time. Mm -hmm. um, so lack of reps. In yeah. Anyway. Lack of yep. reps. Where it clicked for me was I had a deal going in Singer and there was a Fresno agent, which we won't talk about Fresno agents, but there was a Fresno agent. Um, 
kept calling me and calling me. And, dude, it gave me anxiety because I was like, he was threatening to cancel the uh, the deal. Uh, just yeah, hounding me for and And I was like a chill, relaxed agent. Yeah. Like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until the second, it was, it was we had two more days to close. Mm-hmm. And he called me at 11 o'clock at night. And I think, I don't know what, I think it was just my frustration that gave me confidence, but I told the agent, I said, hey, listen, it's 11 o'clock at night. After he went on a 10 minute rant and I said, we'll talk in the morning and I hang up on him. And then he sent me a cancellation form. We're two days from closing. And then, uh, I don't know if I should be sharing this, but in the email, I just, I said, I appreciate the cancellation form just so you're aware. It's, uh, it's three days yeah. right, that we get. And uh, there's only two days left to close, so I don't know what you want me to do with this. Also, I, you know. So, anyways, yeah. I bring that up because it was it was at that time where it clicked. Like, I'm not gonna let people walk over me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah. I just, te- you've gotten so much better. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. knocking you or anything, but it's funny to see Reese, and it's cool to see you grow, dude. Yeah. So, Amen to that. Is, yeah. And we never get it perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. We're always figuring it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are those lines though where it's like, all right, mother effer. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. there's like a I've certain. I've been cool for a long yeah. time and the coolness just went out the window. Yeah. Okay. Like, now here's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and typically, what I do at that point, so you guys know, not an a hole. <laughs> I'm just not communicating over the phone with you. Yeah. I'm sending an email. We're going to go directly by the book. You've extended beyond any sort of reasonable boundary at mm-hmm. this point. So now you're going to be put on extra back order. Yeah. If you want to communicate with me, you can send me an email with whatever proper documentation is needed. Other than that, leave me alone. You're a detriment to your client's success. Bye. And I think that's what like the people on the other side, that's what they misunderstand is going back to, to nice and uh, nice versus kindness. If they would just be kind and straight up in the beginning, you wouldn't have to go that far. Yeah. Or just like, Hey, straight up, man. Um, I'm bugging out because my client is going a million miles an hour. They've called me 17 times. And I would say, Hey, what I would do at that point, a good agent knows how to not only be a therapist for themselves, Mm -hmm. And for their clients, I will gladly walk an agent through exactly what they should do to just detonate and calm the situation. Yeah. I've heard you do that too. Yeah. This is very entertaining. It's <laughs> dude, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be a team leader if I didn't enjoy yeah. <laughs> figuring out how to defuse bombs. Right. Because I feel like that's what I do most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is I defuse bombs before they go off. And then if they, if I wasn't able to defuse it, mm-hmm. I'm going to get out a fire extinguisher and figure out how I mitigate the damage. Well, it's funny that you say that because like, there's a couple things, there's a couple clients that I've had because of my dad and like yeah. there's certain situations that they're like, Hey, he handled this really well. Mm. And like, I remember and I was like, I just did exactly what Blake told me to do. <laughs> like that was like, and it, and I'm grateful for it. And now I have that in my quiver right. or what is it what am i what am i talking about quiver yeah the quiver uh, yeah, yeah quiver. Now, i have right? i have it in my 
arsenal to yeah. use but it's like it's funny because like my dad will tell me something like that it's like hey they said you handled this really well yeah. and i'm like i i just did exactly what blake told me to do <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of failure on my side to get to that point yeah. let me tell you yeah, yeah that's true yeah. i i think sometimes just taking a deep breath for yourself <sighs> And then I even asked another agent, like, hey, like, dude, have you taken a deep breath and just, like, got a drink of water? I know it sounds yeah. funny, but a couple deep breaths and a sip of water will go a long way for your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if I've had to learn how to coach myself in the midst of chaos and stuff in this business and outside of it, but that's my default. Like, let's take a step back here. I think everything feels like an emergency in this business, and we find out it's not. Mm -hmm. But then once we know it's not, now it's like, okay, I can give people permission to still be upset. I can give permission for that agent on the other side that was treating you like an a-hole. Yeah. I'll give them permission to do that. But here's the line. Hey, um, Mr. Fresno agent, I'm not going to answer any phone call from you probably after 7:30 at night um i probably won't even answer your text that late yeah. um you can call me you can leave a voicemail but if you're expecting a response or let alone some sort of response that's going to move the situation in the right direction i think you need to figure out a different way because this doesn't work for me right mm -hmm. and just leaving it at that yeah. Oh, you're a mother effer. You don't do your... Hope, hope you have a great night. Yeah. I will talk to you in the morning. If you'd like, you can send an email as soon as this phone call is done with whatever proper documentation is needed, mm -hmm. and I'll present it to my clients first thing in the morning. Have a great night. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fill your emotions however you want to. Not allowed over here. And <laughs> <No. laughs> I'm not going to carry that for you. Yeah. Like, God bless you. I'm going to pray for you tonight. Right. I'm going to pray for me too because I have to deal with you in the morning. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. Yeah. How have you guys learned how to have people respect your time? You know, that's kind of one example right there. Yeah. But um, uh, any other examples? I think, well, I think for me, it personally just goes back to confidence. <clears throat> um, Just, just being okay with the fact that I'm not going to please everyone, but it's healthier for me and my relationship at home. Mm. Because let's like you said, sometimes we forget to breathe as newer agents. We get caught up so much in the work mm -hmm. that your family, your friends, they get put in the backseat when it should be mm -hmm. the other way. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I just, just become more confident and not shy away. And I've learned this a lot from you where sometimes you just have to have those talks you don't want to have. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, I've been, I've been learning. I'm not perfect at it, but just being Same. confident and, mm -hmm. and, uh, saying what we need to say. Yeah. Even this stuff guys takes reps yeah. for myself and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was when someone told me who was, it, I don't remember. Um, but like if something doesn't get done after like four thirty. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about it until eight the next morning anyway. That's true. Yeah. Like whoop do freaking do. Yeah. Like 
we can have this conversation 10 minutes at eight o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. And if we're in escrow and like, we really can't do anything until the next morning either. So like yeah. when I came to that realization, then I was able to then respect my own time of like, I'm not going to waste my time on this right now because if we have that conversation tomorrow, then it's going to be better clear to me when I'm communicating with escrow lender or whatever. And then, then I like, if I'm not going to answer the phone, I just don't answer the phone. And then right. once you set that precedent becomes a lot easier to deal with other agents, you know, yeah. clients is a little bit different though. It is. Yeah, it is. And I think everyone has to set, there's no, in my opinion, there's no black and white to this. Mm -hmm. People have to sit down with themselves and their family and figure out what they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And in certain seasons, it's I mean, different. I know I'm preaching to the choir. If you ain't got any escrows and no money coming in, yeah, you're more likely going to be answering a phone call at 830 at night from yeah. a potential client. Yeah. Like that's the nature of our business. It doesn't mean it has to be like that. They could still call and we can have no deals going right yeah and we can still if we absolutely wanted still text that person and say hey i mm -hmm. typically don't do business after eight o'clock i'm spending the rest of the night with my family are you available at 8 30 or 9 tomorrow morning yeah. yeah and that could be even more powerful than answering the phone yeah. if that form of communication is done properly yeah i think you had shared um one of my first joined that i forget i forget when but it was probably a training that sometimes like communicating that even though it might not be what the buyer wants to hear yeah uh, you get respected more for that totally mm -hmm. so i started doing that at buyers consultations like set it up and like let them know because like i have certain times that i can't work because i don't work because of lately worship so right i like let them know like wednesdays after four o'clock i can't really do anything i'm at church sunday mornings other than that like and that kind of let them know after seven o'clock, you can text me and I'll probably respond. But like phone, I, I started doing that at buyer's consultation yep. because you told me that you do that at the buyer's yep. consultation. So. Yeah. Just say, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And just say, Hey, you know, you know, I say this, it doesn't mean that you can't text me. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to be, I just want to let you know up front. There's a chance you might not get a message back from me mm -hmm. yeah. until the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and that all changes, I think too, like if the client like if the client needs my attention like like right. my family they're pretty understanding of that kind of stuff so like right if i need to have that conversation at eight o'clock it's situational too totally know. totally i think everything's situational mm -hmm. i think you learn as you go and i think just having the knowledge like hey at some point and for me it's seasons i i, I refer to it as seasons because <laughs> in the midst of this business you will lose yourself period I don't care what people say a couple times and, and that's exactly it, dude. Mm -hmm. I'll lose myself at different periods uh, over the years, whether I'm mentally well or was well or not, just because it becomes chaotic. Mm -hmm. Everyone says, Oh, build up your pipeline, have all these people. Yeah. What happens when you have a pipeline of 30 people now busting mm. and everyone wants your attention right then? Yeah. That season's going to be busy. Yeah. But the last two seasons were extremely slow. So having a a spouse also having that in consideration and yeah. just knowing like, hey, I am gonna do everything I can to respect our time together, honey. But it's been a it's been a slow six months. Like 
we need every drop of business that we can. And I'm going to go in a little bit extra in this season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've had to have those convos too. Like, Hey, like, I love you. Just understand that I I'm still here present with you, Mm -hmm. but 2022 was hard Mm -hmm. and 2023, we're going to freaking get it done. Yep. Yep. And all she needs to say is I believe in you. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it. Yep. Um, and I'll still be an awesome dad and awesome husband. Yeah, I might be a little more tired. I might work a little bit longer hours and we might not be able to take the vacation that I wanted us to take, but we're still going to get time together. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be excited to see you and the kids. Thankful for everything you guys do. Just know like I'm getting it done for us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's also tough because I want it all to be black and white. Yeah. We're programmed black and white. Go to school get a degree, get a job Monday through Friday, weekends off and two weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. We're all programmed for that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, outside of that becomes, it's gotta be okay for you and your household period. I think it'd be great to, uh, at some point speak about, uh, being intentional with your time mm. <clears throat> because everything you, you just said, I mean, I've gone through that too, where it's like, Hey, last month was so slow and, I, you know what? I, I used to shy away from those conversations. I actually appreciate them because what I've seen is a lot of growth within my mm-hmm. relationship. Um, but yeah, I think maybe having a topic where just being intentional with our time, just talking a little bit about that, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So got a little bit of time. I think we want to talk about being intentional. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So I think that's super good. I mean, we all have the same number of hours in a day. Mm-hmm. I've heard this reference and this is kind of what I was touching on earlier, but um if our day was a pie, mm-hmm. we have 12 hours in that day of doing things that we want to do. Right. Um, do you eat one slice of pie differently than the other slice? Mm. So when I talked about going out and being a warrior, I think how I viewed it was well, yeah, for eight to 10 hours a day, some of us on real estate, 12 plus depends on the day, depends on the day. but we attack that pie mm-hmm. differently than the pie when we get home. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so until I took that paradigm shift and I think intentional is the right word when I can give my hundred percent best for this many hours at work Mm -hmm. and I can absolutely still give my hundred percent best for this many hours at home. Yeah. But if I look at like my day is only what I do between 8 AM and 5 PM Mm -hmm. versus 8 AM to 9 PM. Right. Yeah. Our brains our our subconscious will naturally start to close us out for the day at five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So what I have to do is I enjoy my rides home. I enjoy private time with myself, silent time more than any other, but I almost have to like get myself hyped up in a way in the sense that like, I got to go enjoy these two to three hours at home Yeah. and not like it's a burden or anything, but it's different than work. Right? So no, I can't just completely check out. Right. That's actually that intentional time is more valuable than the eight hours I did before it. Yep. But we're programmed not like that. Give it all at work and then 
Veg out on the couch. Mm-hmm. Do nothing. Crack yourself open a cold one and hit the recline. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I mean, they've normalized that, dude. Yeah. We watch it in movies. We do it. We absorb it in every form of media, and then we, we're so surprised that we go and do it, and then we complain about unhealthy relationships at home. Yeah. We complain about all this stuff. Well, it's been normalized that people go out and work and be a certain way for eight to ten hours a day, and then go home and be an absolute jackass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's okay, and it's not. Mm-hmm. So I have to in my car ride home. Sometimes even sit in the car before I walk in. Man, Lord, thank you for letting me be a husband and a dad. I really want to enjoy my time. I'm I'm stressed out right now. I can barely think straight. I'm so tired. Yeah. Lord, help me go in and be a freaking rock star husband and be a rock star dad. Mm-hmm. And then I go in and I handle it. But I never, I never even thought I could do that. Yeah. No one told me that I couldn't. It just wasn't in my programming. I had to put conscious, intentional thought into mm-hmm. why do I feel so zonked at the end of the day? Right. Part of it's energy, but most of it's still mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's still your mindset. We're viewing it wrong. Yeah. I think being intentional with your time is a freaking superpower. Like, it is. Um, so I'll tell a story. Yeah. We talked about this on, on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, it was a great day. And this is the reason why I love being able to do what we do here is like, we had a couple hours that we, we did, we did some unproductive thing. Like we, we went to lunch like there's yeah. like you know eating still productive eating still productive <laughs> but like we did a couple of like we went to a couple of stores was like that nah, was a complete waste of time but then came back to the office worked for two hours i got so much done in that two hours and i think that that being <laughs> able to do like just turn your mind not turn your mind off but like shut everything like put your head down and work mm-hmm. like being able to do that yep. is so huge and i think that we are learning to do that here i think very well and yeah. that i think that that feeds into being able to go home and do those types of things like being able to take some time not as much time as we did on wednesday because it was a little bit much but um <laughs> like being able to take some time to like sit and like enjoy talking to one another totally and spending time together and knowing like knowing when that's okay, how much of it, and then being able to go back and work. Right. And that is, helps us to like ease our mind, I yeah. think. And it helps me to like not shut down at five o'clock. And then I'm good until eight 30 when I usually go to sleep. There you go. <laughs> but like, I don't know what you think about that, but just like the, like being able to have hours of the day where you just get stuff done, you know? I think I just, read a study that the most productive eight hour day is actually three hours of work. Yeah. Yeah. Something wild like that. Um, I've been able to knock out more in an hour or two than I have in a full eight hour mm-hmm. day. If I'm depending on how intentional and focused my, my time is, mm-hmm. um, or my energy is, um, able to be harnessed and focused. Mm-hmm. So well, that's why I like the environment that we have is like, if we get our tasks done, Totally. No one's worried about it. Totally. Like if your stuff is done, like if my, if all my, if I get all my crap done, yep. you're not tripping. Nope. If I come in for, uh, from eight and I'm here till noon and I go home and my stuff's done, that's, 
I don't know if that's a bad thing to say on the podcast. No, that's but true. I, Caleb, I, do you feel I, the same way? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I asked Caleb, our videographer, if it, if he if he felt the same way about focus time and Reese mentioned that I don't really trip as long as the stuff's done. That's true, right? Yeah. I ain't tripping. Okay. Yeah. So what he just said is he smiled and said, they can't hear me for sure. <laughs> so and now he's laughing again. I'm just giving you guys a play by play. Play by play. Yeah. But like, but yeah, yes, anyway. he said, I, I agree. As long as my projects are done, you're not tripping Blake. And I said, no, I'm not Caleb because my shoelaces are always tied, son. <laughs> Dang. We had to put that on a plaque. That was good. I never heard that before. You never heard that one, dude? No, that was good. I appreciate you sharing that. Wow. How about you guys, the viewers? Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> you guys ever heard of uh, not tripping because your shoelaces are tied? What's that one line from that song? Never mind. I don't know, but a line that Reese always likes to say, uh, it's one from Drake. Yeah, it's from, uh, I can't remember the name of the song. Oh, yikes, come on. Pipe Down. <laughs> <I was, laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, what's what's the line, Reese? It's the, oh, the opening line of the song is, said you belong to the streets, but the streets belong to me. How do you feel about that, Caballero? That's a great line. Yeah, it's a great line. Powerful. Yeah, it is. Well, there you have it. There you have it. So um, we'll be dropping some one, some good one-liners. Good Drake one-liners. Yeah, we do that for fun every once in a while mm -hmm. too. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, how did we get there? I don't know. We got those shoelaces tripping. tripping. Oh, wait, uh, Said, time management or said she belongs like, to the streets but the streets but in fact the streets do belong to me so does that mean that yeah okay i was just doing math so essentially <laughs> anything that belongs to the streets yeah is his because yeah the but we won't belong to we him. won't go to the next sentence we'll just plant the we'll seed leave it right yeah there. okay mm. all right very good. Well, I'm glad that we covered that. I think that's important. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also heard another line speaking about, I mean, <laughs> rap lines, sorry. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily apply to me, and I'll tell you why afterwards. But oh, here's the gosh. line, guys. Actually, there's two I'm thinking of. Okay. I'll do one first. Just do it. Yeah, do it. First one. My money too straight. Oh, all right. I don't walk with a lamp. Wow. Money too straight. I don't walk with a limp. Yeah. Second one. Yeah. That one's, you know. That one's powerful. The reason I struggle with that one, I love the lines. Mm -hmm. The reason I struggle with that one is because anyone who knows me knows, in fact, that I do walk with a limp. Mm -hmm. A pimp limp. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'd call it that. Yeah. Okay. Just sounds, um, it sounds cool. It's like a little bit of a slight lean yeah. to a little dip. Yeah. Um, I feel it. Some people have referred to it as something called the Pixley Walk. Mm. Mm. I don't know. So anyway, that line I've always struggled with because I do have a little yeah. bit of... But I think, you know, it's just a little bit of swag. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit heavier. Like, the drip's heavier on the right side than the left, so mm -hmm. it's a little more dip. 
too much sauce. Side. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. Second line that I want to round table here with you guys, and some of you guys that know me also have heard me drop this one. Um, I'd pinky swear. <laughs> I'd pinky swear, but my pinky ring too big. <laughs> That's a good line. So, yeah. um, <laughs> thoughts on that one? You know, that one's like, you know how we, there's like certain things in life that you do that's like a, there's like a slight flex, mm -hmm. and then there's like a disrespectful flex that's mm. leaning toward the disrespectful slide. Mm. Got it. But for context, the way we use disrespectful around here is a little bit different sometimes. You yeah, know? because it could be it's somewhat of a hard, good thing. It's kind of hard to explain because, like, we we are we don't mean to disrespect anybody, but it's like in California when we say no, we say yeah first. Like yeah no, yeah no, exactly. So when the Sean team says, "Oh, that was disrespectful," we mean that like, "Oh, that was that, that was, was pretty tight." Like it was pretty nasty. You, or no, that's right. not a, okay. So yeah, we're going real deep. That's not a good way to explain it, huh? So got way off there, but just remember, I would pinky swear, but my pinky ring is too, too big. Too big. So it's important. Can you that our can you give us one, Lewis? I yeah. feel like you have one on your mind. Yeah, you, you know when you said that. Does this need to be a segment every week? I was going to say so. that I we should so. have a segment every week. When you said that line, it yeah reminded me of. Uh, the line that I used to sing back in high school, and it goes something like this: "It's uh." Can you sing it for us? Though? I don't know. It's a rap. It's oh, rap. So rap I, it. I, I, yeah. So beat. it's like it goes. Do you want me to beatbox? Uh, I think I got it. So okay. it's uh, the name Two Chains, but I got me a few on. Oh, you know. Dang. Yeah. So that. Yeah that that's a good one. I don't even have anything to say to that one. I actually can I either. share one? Can I share one real quick? Can. Would you like to show or share? Share. Okay. It goes like this. We've been longtime friends, me and Ben Frank. Every day, he needs a ride home from the bank. Hmm. So that one's tough for me. Yeah. It's a little bit of like, it's kind of advanced, you know, but he's referring to the $100 bill, Ben Franklin. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the tough part for me there, Reese, on that one yeah. is that he would need a ride home from the bank when isn't that where the money should be? That, that would be That's his a good home, point. right? That would be right. his home. Yeah. Got, yeah, I got a little lost there. So that was That's tough. a good point. I didn't write it. No. It's, Full it's, disclosure. I mean, unless he's going important. to another bank, yeah, you withdraw and deposit in another bank. Right, so. otherwise you shouldn't be needing I mean, there's some people anyway. that just carry cash on them sure. all the time. That's true. That's true. You know, my dad always tells me to carry cash, like just have twenty dollars on you. And oh. then I never do. I try not to either. He'll always give it away. Yeah, I go. I like to go by the fr the phrase. Um, um, Notorious Big said it so well. Um, <laughs> Man, here we go. The more money we come across, the more problems we see. Yeah. Amen. So. That's kind of my thoughts on the whole carrying cash thing. Well. Rap backwards is par. Mm -hmm. 
So on par. Yeah, I think so. And there you that's just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. We're good on that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, Caleb. I think that's a wrap. Oh. Caleb, how we doing? Caleb, on how time? we doing on time? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, can I can I say that line? Yeah. Well, right. that's a wrap. Speaking of rap. Speaking of rap. Yeah, that's a rap. Speaking of rap. Speaking of rap. That's a that's rap. rap. Yes. Cool. So, episode two done. Check mark. Mm-hmm. The not so real estate real estate podcast. Yep. Is officially done. If you haven't tuned in yet we got episode one, one that was also pretty fire yep yep this episode touching on nice versus kind mm-hmm. and the next episode boys we're gonna be talking about it's a surprise Oof, man surprise unless surprise. you want to reveal it then you can no i think that you should uh they should just tune in i think so and hear what it's all about but i yep. think it might have something to do with boundaries mm. Just remember if your pinky ring is too big. Don't pinky ring. Mm -hmm. Don't pinky swear. Yeah. And with that, we're out. Yeah. That's a wrap.